You are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, twoheelsandaface.com. Era, era, two heels in a face. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we need to update the count, Chris. I got to make a note. To, I'm actually make a note to do that right now. Update Steve count. Steve episode count. Because we have Steve from Warrior on, and he gets farther and farther away from Trent in the race. Uh, for most recurring twos in a face guests, there's the there is the the graphic, um, the, the the match that never ends. <laughs> the match that never. It's just it's just like wrestling. You just keep keep extending the feud, keep rolling it into the next thing. Um, we haven't talked to him since that that uh, trivia match, trivia episode, yeah, where he ended up coming up a little short, which is all good. It was all good fun, uh, but it's going to be great to have Steve back on because trouble is brewing. Chris, how you how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited for this. Trouble is Brewing, uh, Revolution Brewery, uh, a show that's coming up, uh, and, and Steve's going to talk all about it. So um, he's in the green room. I think we should just bring him on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey. Hello, there gentlemen. He Steve. You had to bring up the big loss to Trent, huh? <laughs> oh, I got a welcome back chant. That's, that warms my heart. You're still over, even despite you got maybe you got even more over. I got more over in losing, right? Yes, yep. <laughs> yes. It's great. Yeah. It's great to see you. How have you been, man? Uh, amazing. How have you guys been? Can't complain. Can't complain. Things are good, but you know, last time we also saw you know a background, very colorful background on your end. Um, you know, you you have a lot of toys and things going on, so I'm sure your your hands are full. Your time is limited. Yeah, um, so this is uh, this is what I do with my girl time. dad sweater and everything. Play with uh, all these things here. Um, <laughs> it's just a hobby. My wife bought them for me because I just. Uh, <laughs> I've got a, a one-year-old baby girl. She's gosh, fifteen months this week, and she's chatting like crazy and walking everywhere and playing with everything and memorizing every animal in the in the books I and love it. stuffed animals. So life is mostly dad life right now, and I'm loving it. I know you got this for those watching on YouTube. This is the bonus stuff. You get to get a peek into Steve's life, but you also the girl dad sweatshirt. Uh, so congrats on embracing that. And that's awesome. And very ha happy for you. And we're on a well, the missus has us on a curfew tonight for sure. Um, but, uh, but um, okay. Trouble is brewing. We can hop right into it. Um, really cool that it's at the revolution uh, brewery. Really cool that I live in the area and once again, very, very spoiled. Um, but yes, I guess tell us the the origin story of the show, how it came about. And it's also branded very differently. So Yeah, so it's not a warrior branded show. So as uh, Henry and I had mentioned on one of our podcasts, we've been struggling a lot re recently trying to figure out what's the next step for warrior, right? Like what, what, yeah. what do we do with it? Where does it go? How does it evolve? How does it grow? And um, as this opportunity came about, we had a, a lot of internal discussions among the gang about, is this a warrior show at Revolution Brewing? And we decided, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's a specific one-off thing that, that okay. actually might grow into more things. Um, but um, it's not a warrior show. And, and part of that is 
as we're figuring out how to imagine what Warrior's place is in the wrestling landscape, we don't want to try on a bunch of different clothes on Warrior, if that makes sense. We don't want to try it. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's because then you end up messing with it, right? So it's like if you if you put out Pepsi and you put out all these different variations of the formula of Pepsi, you're still calling it Pepsi, then you just kind of confuse people. So our thought was, yeah. we're not going to call it Warrior. This is its own standalone thing. It's the Warrior team doing it with Revolution Brewing, um, but it's not Warrior. It's something unique just for Revolution. So it actually came about through discussions. We had a bunch of sponsorship discussions in the spring and fall uh, or okay. the summer and fall of 23. And one of those conversations evolved with Revolution Brewing. We had several meetups over there talking to their team and, and the idea of, of what we could do. We wanted to do something together. What that was going to look like kind of yeah. evolved and grew. And then I was the one that threw out the idea. You know, they've got the, the brew pub in Logan Square and then this amazing warehouse tap room in Avondale. Yeah. And yeah. I was the one who I, I looked at their team and I was like, guys, we should do a show here. And at first they're like, no, no, we can't do that. And we just kind of talked more and talked more and talked more. And we walked the space. We looked at logistics and all these things. And we realized like, yeah, that would be totally unique and different for their crowd, for our crowd. And so Trouble is Brewing was born, a pro wrestling and beer extravaganza, combining these two amazing things. And we're just going to let it fly and see what happens. I love that. This is okay. Chris is showing on the screen right now. What is What is this beer he's showing? Is this specific, or do we know it's, what this is? I, I don't know if it's specific, but it's something that they 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 launched. It just kind of goes. Hand it's one of their limited. Uh, it's part of their hero series, and Nelson Hero is limited. Comes out once every year or two. Okay, and it's uh, anti-hero is like their big IPA. Yeah. It's like the guy in mm -hmm. the military uniform right. with the hop head. Nelson Hero is a takeoff of anti-hero. It's a wrestling themed beer it's a wrestling themed um ipa and so it actually Perfect. just came back out for the year a couple of weeks ago in conjunction with the announcing of the show and tickets going on sale so grab a, a nelson hero if you can and uh bring it and rock it at the show there you go so the idea to do it, it sounds like and i don't want to say like it sounds like you guys are figuring out what your new identity will be I guess is that fair to say? Like we're shifting, um, and we're shifting for reasons because we want to be unique and being different is great. We pre it's in our bio, I think, on our Twitter or Instagram. Embrace being different. So like we support that. But it sounds like you guys are figuring out or have figured out like where you want to point this promotion, where where what path you want to take. That's true, right? Yeah, and, and honestly, too, I would kind of, I would kind of compare it to being a restaurant tour in a sense of like. Like, let's say Warrior Wrestling was the girl and the goat, right? Like, so we, we had it. It was a thing. It it rocked. And it's not necessarily gone, but it, it just, it it exists in the marketplace, right? Yeah. It's like Cabra, like one of the spinoffs that Stephanie Eisner had, or like Little Goat or Duck Duck Goat, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's another restaurant in our restaurant group. And okay. We were kind of looking at it. So you might have a steakhouse and a seafood restaurant. We've got Warrior, and then we've got whatever this is and is going to become. Trouble is brewing is the test case it is the pilot for okay. whether we're going to do more shows like this with revolution and possibly with other breweries we're actually in talks with breweries all across the midwest about finding this cool niche for a show in a very specific venue in a unique different way so i would say think about it like a restaurant group warrior is girl and the goat it's the flagship restaurant sure is a different restaurant in the same group Okay, that makes that makes sense. Um, was it 
was this so the decision to brand it the way it was was that joint or was that something like you guys spearheaded um really i was i was kind of the driver of that specifically okay. because as, as we talked a little bit about off air for warrior we're still trying to figure out what that brand looks like going forward it yeah. had a very specific place in the marketplace in 18 and 19. COVID hit it had a very specific place in 20 and 21 because of COVID. Um, late 21, we got Will Ospreay. And, and again, we had him 19, but Osprey came back in 21 and we hit it off so well with Will. Will did a six month run with us. So in 22, we had this identity of taking Will Ospreay around the Midwest and yeah. doing St. Louis, South Bend, Grand Rapids with Will Ospreay. And then in 23, we realized we really kind of struggled to figure out what is our identity in 23. And then as okay. we looked forward in 24 and 25, we're trying to figure out where does it fit? And, and um, we don't want to do something unless we know, right? There are some people in our camp who are like, we just got to keep running shows and trying different stuff. And like I mentioned off air, I don't want to keep tampering with the flavor of the candy yeah. and then have people not know. And so I, I don't want to do more warrior until we know what flavor we're going to bring to the market with it that we think can be a long-term flavor for it. So right now it's just kind of like PWG, right? They've run yeah. one show in the last 15 months. Warrior is just, it, it's kind of oh, hanging out I on the shelf yeah. and we're focusing on this new restaurant in the restaurant group. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I would not say as once again, you, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about this, but you sold out. So congrats on that. Um, uh, Second wrestling has recently sold out. Congrats mm -hmm. to them. Freelance has Freelance. sold out, I think, two months in a row. Congrats to yep. them. And the Ali show is for sure going to be a sellout mm -hmm. um, for them. And it, and I'm sure he helped you guys as well. Um, so I wouldn't say as a fan, we're not necessarily starved for independent wrestling right now. So it makes sense. Your more methodical, longer pl planning approach does make a ton of sense because it's not like, you know, maybe people are starving for more warrior, sure. But you're giving them a little less volume, but higher quality. Um, yeah. And yeah, that I think it, you know you can afford to to buy your time a little bit and do the thing you want to do, as opposed to just running for the sake of running. Exactly, and that's what I don't want to do, right? I have this term I use with restaurants. I don't know why restaurants keep coming up tonight. Maybe I'm hungry. I'll just <laughs> yeah. Wrestling is in face, Steve. There you go. That's why. I have this term I always use with restaurants, which is like, "Oh, you went to to wherever? How was it?" And sometimes I'll be like, "It was warm food." Right, like it wasn't bad. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's just but a... it, it's not like wow, that was so good or unique. I have to go back. I don't ever want to serve warm food. Like I don't want people to go to two or three warrior shows and go, "How was it?" It was warm food. Like no, like war. When we put on a warrior show, it has to be the absolute best pro wrestling show we can possibly produce, and we have to look at this card and go, "This could be our best show ever." And Eric and I have that threshold for ourselves. If we are building a warrior card. And we don't look at it and say this could be our best show ever. Then we scrap it. Like we we do not produce just because we produce every month. We're not just going to put warm food out there. And right now, with the way the indies have shifted and changed so much in the last couple of years, there just isn't. I I don't know what our next menu item is going to be with Warrior, and yeah. I don't want to just serve old hot dogs, right? Like I want to wait until I figure it out. Like oh, this is the next. This is the next step. And so in the meantime, Trouble is Brewing has come about where we're like, all right, we know we want to do something with Revolution Brewing. We know we want to work with Ali, right? Like I've been emailing with Ali since the moment, like literally since the moment he, it was announced he was done with WWE, like that afternoon, I think he and I traded emails. Um, 
and and I, I don't I've not hung out with him, don't know him personally, but I know all the freelance guys like you do, and they all know him and and whatnot. So we knew we wanted something with Ollie. We knew we had something growing with Revolution Brewing. And then the question was like, all right, do we try to shoehorn Warrior into that, or do we let this thing just breathe? Do we connect Ali and Revolution and do something unique and new? Yeah. And so we we had a lot of talks behind the scenes with a lot of different wrestlers. Who could the opponent be? And this show was really built around we got Ali and Trey Miguel. And and that is a match that, yeah. you know, going back to our Warrior roots, if that match was happening in Milwaukee, Eric and I would hop in the car and drive to Milwaukee. right? Like That's just a match we would want to see. And so the thought was, we've got a venue, we've got a unique idea, we've got a match, let's roll and let's build around that. And we have. And as you mentioned earlier, right, like we announced the show, announced Ali, announced a few other talents, announced the match, waited, 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 announced tickets are going to go on sale. We sold the damn thing out in like 15 minutes. It was okay. unreal. I was going to say like, under 30 minutes. I think that was the post. But yes, okay. I mean, like I think I think there was like one lingering ticket for like 10 minutes at the end, like one ticket by itself, <laughs> and we're like, someone buy that one VIP ticket. Um, but like every like it was, it was crazy, and we did not expect that at all. Revolution didn't expect it. We didn't expect it, and we were like, damn, we tapped into something, right? With with for the Revolution fans, bring was that a pun? Cool. No, but I should. Um, <laughs> but like for them, like for the beer fans, the people who are fans of their brand and their and their restaurant and their location, we're bringing something new and cool and weird that they're like, sure, let's try it. And for our fans, like you said, they're a little bit starved. The last time they saw Warrior was out in the suburbs in June. Like it's it will have been like nine months since there was a Warrior show in Chicago. Okay. So there's a little bit pent up demand. Plus Trey versus Ali, and I think all of those factors, us holding tickets. And then putting them on sale and people just jumped. I cannot tell you, like my cousins were texting me later in the day, like something's wrong with the ticket site. And I was like, sorry, it sold out. Right. Like yeah. it, we didn't expect it, but we, but it so, happened and we're thrilled. Steve, if I, if I can That's ask, awesome. um, cause I, I mean, I, obviously I saw that the show when it was announced, it was through warriors, um, Facebook page. Yeah. Right. Did Revolution do any promotion on their end, on their end, or was it all through Warrior social channels that this was pushed out? So they posted it on some of their, I think, on Twitter and, and Instagram, and reposted some of the, mm -hmm. the stuff that we posted. I'm not sure about their Facebook. I, I don't have their Facebook, um, but but they put it out to their socials as well, and they put it out internally, like at the restaurants. And I'm not sure if they did an email as well, but uh, word got around real darn quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was effective. That's that's where I was going to. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was, you know, both ends kind of pushing it out, but just because, you know, I noticed with Warrior right away, like, like even the the page itself, right, with the green, like, and it just kind of looked like a different thing. Like, what's going on? What is this? Um, so it automatically grabbed my attention, and of course, you know, you throw beer in there along with wrestling. Why not? Yep. Um, but yeah, like that that was pretty cool to see. Like, it was definitely something different. Um, that definitely for us wrestling fans, it, it, at least for me, it caught my attention in that sense of like, wait, it's not Warrior branded, but Warrior is promoting it. Uh, and, and it just, you know, it was intriguing and then obviously led to ticket sales. So congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, we were surprised, but very happy. Yeah. What I heard when in your explanation was you, it sounds like you guys, you and Eric hold yourself to a standard, which is great. And you want to, if, like you said, if you're not at that standard, you don't want to do it. I think that's as like any, and I, and I want to say that like you guys, you guys do flex your creative muscle. I think in these shows, because you come up with stuff, combinations, matches, 
ideas that you could come from your brain, basically. Um, so I think it's really cool to see that. I think like, and Chris and I have done this and kind of producing a podcast. Sometimes we just get in a rhythm and we're not necessarily maybe too excited for the next episode or anything like that. And then we kind of have to take a break and be like, are we really still enjoying this at times and things like that? Like, don't get me wrong. We are so proud of the work we put in this podcast, but sometimes you just kind of start rolling like a tumbleweed and you don't know when to stop, if that makes sense. And it sounds like you guys have identified, wait a second, like if we're going to put our creative juices and our creative mind into this, it's got to be something we really, really enjoy. And I think like you guys doing that show, like to me, you're never going to get sick of it. I think really, if you don't, if you aren't just do it, because if you start doing it the other way where you're just doing it, doing it, it starts to feel like work. Yeah. And you don't want it. It sounds like you're only doing it when you really have an idea you want to go for. And I think that's going to keep you guys still inspired, motivated, refreshed on like doing these ideas. So does that make sense? What I'm trying to say it makes perfect sense. So like I'm a huge Springsteen fan and Springsteen's last new album was in 20. Uh, it was called Letter to You. And for a couple of years before that, he hadn't written people like, are you writing songs all the time? Like he was, you know, 40 years ago, like every day he's like, no, he's like, I hadn't written anything for like a year and a half. Like didn't even pick up the guitar. Right. Like just, he'd done a bunch of stuff. And then um, somebody he knew passed away and it's kind of sent him down memory lane and he picked up his guitar and he wrote an album in two days and they recorded it. And like, that was the album. Right. And it's like, sometimes you just, it, it just hits and you're like, yes. Like, and you're just pouring in it. And then sometimes it's not. And when it's not hitting to force it out, just like, th- th- then again, like you said, just work. Then you're just making, you're just making the dish because you have to, as opposed to saying like, I really feel like making yeah. an amazing you know, pasta sauce right now. A- and for us, we, we, if we're going to put a show together and one of the ways we put together shows, and I think we might've talked about this before, you know, some, some promotions, like they have a date, they book a couple guys, this guy, that guy, this guy, this guy, that guy. And you don't know really until the week of like maybe a couple matches, whatever. We couldn't do that. Right. It's neither better nor worse. It's just different. Eric and I will talk to dozens of wrestlers and we'll be like, Hey, what dates are you free? What dates are you free? And we're like, all right, well, if we ran this date, this and this, there's our Haas match, this and this, Mm -hmm. there's the Lucha match, this and this. And we'll look at the whole thing before we commit to any of the guys or the date or the venue or anything. And we'll ask ourselves, do we have a show up to our level here? And if the answer is yes, we pull the trigger and just start texting immediately with guys like lock it in, 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 lock it in. We never want to get stuck with like a date and a venue and a couple of wrestlers and just stuff we're going to throw together. Like we, we want to do it when we know we've got something special. And that's why for trouble is brewing, right? We had revolution. We had this, we had Ali. We went through a couple different ideas for an opponent. Once we got Trey, we've got the match, we've got the venue, we've got the unique thing. Let's roll. And then everything else fell into place and it it came together really quickly. Perfect. I mean, we can get into a little bit of the matches too. Uh, You did mention Trey, Miguel, Mustafa Ali. Um, is this this is obviously Trey is a he's been a huge proponent of Warrior title holder. Um, and then Ali is on this run, this epic run where he might be like six and oh, I think last time I checked. That might every weekend that goes by, he might be increasing, increasing that win rate. Um, but yeah, these is, is this your idea, Eric's idea? Uh, did this did you did this come in a fever dream? Or, uh, I think there's the two of us kind of kicking around different opponents and ideas yeah. and looking at who's available and who Ali's facing elsewhere and, and that kind of thing. Um, but 
for us, it, it had to be a match where the bell rings and the place goes nuts, right? Like just like this match is going to be so good. And there's a, I mean, there's a lot of great talent out there, but there's a, a shorter list of guys who are at level 10, right? And we didn't yeah. want Ali versus Charlie the Garbage Man. Right, like it'd be cool to see Ali, but Ali versus Charlie the Garbage Man. Why are you spoiling my gimmick? Why are you spoiling my gimmick? <laughs> yeah, it had to be somebody who's world class, like yeah. absolute world class, and could hang in there and put on a match that people aren't going to forget. And that's why you know once Trey was free and it worked, and you know I'll, I'll spoil this when I asked Trey. Right, I'm texting with Trey like, hey, here's what we're thinking. Would you be interested? And he texted all caps. I would be honored. All caps. Honored I love it. That's cool. With Ali. And so we're like, great. And, and there we go. Right. And so we were off to the races. And this is to, to be clear to the, the address 3340 North Kedzie. This is the one in Avondale or Logan? The Avondale Tap Room, not Avondale, the Logan okay. Square Brew Pub. Okay. Avondale Tap Room. Great. That's even closer to me. Yeah. Oh, boy. I picked the right. I didn't know any of this was happening years ago in 2018 when we bought in Avondale, and I have zero regrets. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, Cool. Uh, you you brought so like Sky Blue, Missa Kate. You probably list those two, and probably Laney's not in this match. But like those three are probably I think the top top of women right now, uh, with a lot of other talented women too. But you have two I think of the three top that I can think of in the local to the area, um, and then Queen Amanada and a triple threat. Well, let me uh, let me announce a little card change here for you guys. Oh, oh okay. Am I spoke too um, soon? No, well, yeah, well, what you said still applies, actually. Here's okay. why. So we, after booking the match uh, just recently in the last little few handful of days, uh, we found out that AEW is going to add a fan fest around their Revolution pay per view that weekend, and so they need Sky Blue and Queen Aminata for the fan fest that Friday, March first, okay. out in Greensboro, North Carolina. So they are out of the match. So Missa Kate will still be competing in a one-on-one -on -one match against another person who is arguably one of the world's best female competitors and local to the scene, the returning Kylie Ray. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Absolute slander out of my mouth. Yeah. Okay. She's not top of mind because I know she's off being a mother. So yep. forget yep. what I just said. She is, uh, she is one bad mother because she's in <laughs> shape and she's ready and she's coming freaking back. So Kylie Ray returns to face Missa Kate's at Revolution Brewing. Man, people are really going to be mad that it's sold out and they have not gotten a ticket because the, yeah. it's, I think people, once again, people were starving for Warrior. People have been starving for Kylie, rightfully so. Um, and I think too, the, the, we can touch on this too, the, the exclu almost exclusivity, not exclusivity of the show, but like that's something you wanted to do too, right? Where it's like, you need a ticket to the show. Sorry, we're not streaming. But what are, are there any options afterwards, post-show? We're going to record a lot of the show. We might release some of the matches on YouTube uh, or other places. But um, that idea of you've got to be there live, that's something Eric yeah. and I have discussed um, at length as we've talked about the future of, of us doing wrestling. And um, it's interesting because we were one of the first promotions with Warrior to get back to true live streaming in 2018. We did it through high spots, and then we were one of the first ones back on Fight when fights started opening up to the independents. Right. And nowadays, everybody's everywhere, right? Like you can stream, you know, midget wrestling from Chris's basement 
somewhere for a dollar. Um, <laughs> and so like I didn't know what was going on. Right? <laughs> you should you should see it like this. <laughs> I, I watch it every Monday at 9 a.m. Um, but you, you can stream everything everywhere now, right? And the amount of product out there from the big guys. So when we started Warrior, AEW didn't exist. WWE had two shows, right? Raw and SmackDown, that was it. Impact was on a, a station you had to like send a search party to go find. So it was really <laughs> Raw and SmackDown. And now you've got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all on broadcast or major cable. Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, all on major cable. Impact on Access, New Japan on Access. Like there's just so much wrestling there. Yeah. That I don't think people have the bandwidth to view indie wrestling streaming that they did maybe three, four years ago, because you have to get to like the 10th wrestling program they might watch before it's an indie program. Right. So now I almost feel like being on streaming isn't what it was a few years ago. And so one of the things we talked about is like, okay, do we double down and go the other way? Forget streaming. You got to be there live. You want to see Ali and Trey. You got to be there. You want to see Kylie Ray return. You got to be there. You want to see who comes out to face Trevor? You got to be there. Like you have to be there. And that yeah. is something that Eric and I really want to lean into with wrestling going forward. We, we went as far as you could go with streaming. Now let's go with a new flavor. It's a live event, baby. You got to be there. I love that you're, I love all the food puns because it, it's, it's perfect for this podcast. Um, and you're creating too a sense of, urgency even for the next show too yeah i think if you set that standard it makes sense to maybe set the standard then yeah once people are announced they're gonna be like just reactionary by because they don't well, and, and that's actually a discussion we've had with revolution like for the next one and there will be a next one um we don't have a date or anything like that um one of the, the, the initial thought among everybody our people revolution oh gosh we got to move to a bigger venue we got to move to a bigger venue and then it was eric who was like well pump the brakes this is kind of cool that like only 300 people are getting in and you know what? We're going to put tickets on sale and then they're gone. They're gone. And well, but, but you can't stream. You can't stream it. Like there's something cool about that. Yeah. So we haven't set it in stone yet, but we started with the, well, gosh, we got to move to a bigger venue. And we've come around to no, but let's make this the speakeasy, right? Like not everybody gets in Yeah, line around the block. No, the cool. It's cool. I just, uh, I just um, made plans with a friend um, about going to th this, theater on well street called the red orchid theater and it's like very small but they had big names there so that creates a cool like intimacy almost to yeah. that like you're doing that kind of a little larger scale but like with a one of 300 someone could be one of 300 as opposed to you know like just streaming it the next day so there's a it's you're creating a little bit of that that atmosphere which is cool yeah Thank you. it goes back to, uh, to making it making it special right like yes. It used no. to be, again, five years ago, yeah. it was special if you could watch it on streaming. Now you can stream everything. So special is the opposite. Special is you can't watch it on streaming. Just flipping the script, reversing the game. Um, Going mind games. <laughs> quickly. So we're getting out of here on time. Um, I was asked recently, uh, I was recently on Pro Wrestling Enforcer. I don't think that episode's out yet. Um, but... I was asked about the violence is forever Latinos most wanted match. And I, because I love save engage and Coda so much, my advice to them was just run. <laughs> so I don't know if, if that's your advice, if that uh, you think they can handle themselves because they got some tricks up their sleeve, but they're going to need to need to pull them out. It's not, it's not going to be brute strength versus brute strength in this match. No. It's going to be, no. 
Yeah, it's they're going to need some uh, dirty stuff, I think. Dirty there's, there's two matches, I think, of one for each team. I saw Violence is Forever face the Workhorseman in BLP like five years ago, and it was yeah. just like an unreal brawl of a match. And then for Coda and Saban, we had them face each other at Warrior in um, in South Bend in, in October. Yeah. They opened the show, and they tore – the house down. I saw that match. I watched that match. Uh, it was great. Streaming. They, they yeah, absolutely great. killed it. They threw the kitchen sink at each other. And mm -hmm. so if that's what they threw at each other as a team together versus violence is forever, like this match is going to slap, like absolutely slap. Like we're not doing an intermission for this show, but we almost need an intermission after this match just because like it's going to end with whoever wins. There's just going to be four bodies and maybe other bodies everywhere. And yeah. the audience is going to be just exhausted in euphoria. I, I cannot wait for this match. Is there more? Is there like surprise matches that haven't been announced going on? There's only six. The only surprise okay. is Trevor Outlaw's opponent, which I will not be revealing here. Uh, it is someone okay. who is locked in. And I will just say that the Revolution Brewing Tap Room is going to go apeshit. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Oh, quickly, Sam Beal and Jason Hotch. Yep. Thoughts on thoughts on that? Breakdown on that? Sure. Sam and Jason have each been on Warrior shows in the past. Uh, Sam was with Impact for a little bit. Now TNA. Jason is with TNA currently. Yeah. They they're uh, out Toledo. Yeah, they're they're trainees from Trey Miguel and and um, just awesome guys and awesome wrestlers and guys that we think, frankly, don't get seen enough in Chicago and, and people should have more eyeballs on them. And so that's one of the things, too, is, it, again, it's not being a warrior show. We're changing some things up. Some guys we usually use aren't there, right? So, yeah. like, let's do something a little bit different, and let's bring in some guys that we don't usually use and that the Chicago scene doesn't usually see. And so that was our thought. Like, let's bring in some people that really have a chance to, to put a stamp on this show and, um, and kill it and make a name for themselves and, and come back again. Absolutely. And then the other one is announced is Mike Bennett versus a new war horse. Yeah. He's kind of like reinvented himself. Um, so yeah, it's cool to see just like you're reinventing yourself in ways. The war horse character has changed a little bit. I don't necessarily know too much about this new version of this character yet. Um, but he's got a leather jacket. He looks like a mean biker. A so bit. he's like a nihilist. He's like nothing matters, and yes. um, okay, yes, kind of given up on everything. It's interesting <laughs> because when I heard that this was coming, my first thought is always, you know, like don't if it's not broken, don't fix it. And then of course, I never should have doubted Jake Parnell because um, the, the, it's just uh, totally enthralling, and and he wrestles yeah. in a different way. He, I think, he wrestled a match in Beyond. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, I think he was in Beyond one of his first matches in this new incarnation of himself. And he wrestles different. He moves different. And I watched him wrestle, and I was like, this guy's like a feral dog. Like, he wrestles like John Moxley. And he just beat oh, the wow. snot out of some dude. And I was like, wow. So, number one, that's awesome. But number two, it's going to gel perfectly with Mike Bennett because that's how Mike Bennett likes to wrestle. You know, we've had Mike many times on our shows. I've had a lot of great conversations with Mike. Yeah. Mike just wants to beat the piss out of somebody and have somebody <laughs> punch him in the face. And so this match <laughs> – is going to be the slobber knocker, tooth in the third row, like forearm to the face, sweat sprays everywhere. Like, and so in the buffet of wrestling, we've got the killer tag match, we've got the great women's match, we've got the world class main event banger, um, we've got the two young hungry lions, and this is the strong style match. 
this is the slobber knocker. Okay. This is the shoot style. This is the like, oh my God, like that elbow just broke his jaw match. Yes. I can just picture you in the, in the, uh, in like some kind of waiter outfit, you and Eric just, just putting out the dishes right now. <laughs> just putting out the dishes under the heat lamp and getting the, the buffet ready. Uh, Nihilus is like a perfect character for people that we were just, before we got on the air, we were talking about like, how the those couple days of sun and going walking to lunch kind of broke us out of the seasonal depression. Nihilus, this Nihilus character might be a good character to relate to the people with seasonal depression right now. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> it's never going to end. It will be gloomy forever. <laughs> Screw all of this. Where is the sun? Does it exist? Um, it's funny. I, su I I support nihilism, so I support this character. That's great. You know, he's and he. He reinvented the other like Warhorse had that Slim Jim era. Remember that was like mm -hmm. the last thing he did. Yep. So, as a fan of Sting, I support characters that keep <laughs> their name but continue to reinvent themselves. Well, and the great thing too, and this is you know a little bit behind the curtain inside baseball, is that there's definitely an opportunity one day for for '80s Ultimate Warrior Macho Man type Warhorse to come back, right? If he finds yeah. a smile again, and and so um, Jake is just such a talented performer. It is legitimately a shame that he's not being paid a giant salary by a major national company True. because he is so good, so good. And um, it's just a matter of time before the rest of the world sees what we all know. No, I agree. I, that was like the, the Brian Keith obviously just signed with AEW, which is congrats to him. I feel like Warhorse and even Laney, I feel like are going to be the next to go. Like I would put my money in that. If, if it's like, who do you think is the next person to sign somewhere? I would say one of those two people. Um, but yeah, 100%. So we're coming up on the time here. Chris, did you have anything else? No, I'm just looking forward to to the card. Like it, it's it's weird that we we're, we're talking to Steve and you have that that, you know, that essence of of it's being produced by Warrior, but not really, but at the same time it's like we are looking at six matches versus 12. Yeah. Right? So, uh very interesting different take um but I'm I'm digging it throughout from like the marketing standpoint, like the, the partnership with Revolution, uh, a short show. You cannot stream it, so you have to be there or else you're going to miss out. Yeah. Just creating that, uh, you know, anticipation for the next show. And now people are going to be tuning in and hopefully, you know, it sells out in 10 minutes and not 15. So, yeah, um, just just looking forward to to this new kind of feel um, as you're trying to figure out what Warrior looks like in the future. Uh, this is exciting yeah, us stuff. Too, right? Like it, it's a, it's yeah. an experiment, right? So it's not necessarily in its final form yet, but it's something that we're working on and trying. And um, yeah, from Showlink. So Showlink was very specific because we knew we were going to have not necessarily just just diehard wrestling fans, but but beer fans, Revolution fans, neighborhood folks. They don't want to watch a four hour wrestling show, right? Like it mm -hmm. just at some point you you hit the law of diminishing marginal returns. No matter how good the match is, like look at some of those AEW pay per views, right? Or, or or WrestleMania before they split it to two nights, where you're like, oh, I mean, this is good, but I've been here since this morning in my pajamas. I just you know, <laughs> and it's like when you go to a movie, like if you go to see a movie, like sure, every now and then you'll go see a super long epic movie, but generally you want your movie to be ninety minutes to two and a half hours. This show is going to be two and two fifteen, two and a half tops. Right, it's not going to be a four-hour show. That. So those those new fans that come in, we're not like welcome to wrestling. Sit here for four hours. No, welcome to wrestling. <laughs> Enjoy it. Go nuts for the length of a movie or a basketball game or a hockey game, and then it's over. That I, that's part of that theory with this new restaurant in our restaurant group 
it is not the three and a half hour dining experience. It's a, it's a two and a half hour dining experience and it's a little bit more succinct and, and more straightforward. I love that. When you said, yeah, <laughs> sit down here and watch wrestling four hours. I thought of like the clockwork orange. Jeff, yes. have you seen that where he's just like feeling, feeling the guy's eyes Dude, back? If you've been to an AEW taping recently where they do like some early matches, collision for two hours, then ring of honor for two and a half more hours by, by 11 PM. I'm like, I hate wrestling. And I love wrestling. <laughs> like, what? like, no, like, the show will be two hours and 15 minutes, pretty much on the dot. Um, get in, get out, do it well. And then let everybody have more beers and enjoy their nights. I love it. Great. Well, uh, you said, I think all you need to say, is there anything else before we let you go that you'd want the, the people to know that we miss any de- logistical details or no, anything like that? You can't buy any more tickets. Sorry. If you've got tickets, thank you. Um, we'll see you there. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Um, come la- come loud, come rowdy, come early. Doors open two hours before the show. So show up. Get, oh, boy. You know, resp- get responsibly <laughs> drunk. Not too drunk. Get responsibly drunk. Enjoy the show. Sober up and then get home safe. Okay. Nice. That that works. Um, you did say no intermission, nope. so there's no intermission. Um, I have to ask for all the people that are always looking forward for merch. Is there merch still going to be? Yeah. Yep. Is there any sort of fan fest or anything like yeah. that? Or? Uh, there, some of the talent might sign after, but there's no formal fan fest at the start. Okay. There will okay. be show specific merch. The Revolution team is doing <sighs> event specific awesome. merch. Like you had to be there, T-shirt, hat, that kind of stuff. In addition to all the regular Revolution stuff. Um, and then we're doing everybody in the front rows getting a, a commemorative poster, commemorative lanyard and ticket. Um, so there will be some very specific, if you were there, you got it kind of stuff. And that will, as we go forward in this partnership and relationship, hopefully that'll be one of the things we continue to grow, which is all of these elements that you had to be there. Oh, that's a cool shirt. Had to be there. Right. That's a cool poster. Had to be there. And, and that's really what we're, what we're going for. Cool. All right, gentlemen. I'm off into the night. We'll see you soon. See you, Steve. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys, as always. Bye. All right. And that was Steve. We didn't get to ask him. Oh, Steve. I mean, it was a time crunch. We'll email him. We'll email him. (laughs) You know, I'm just looking forward to it. I mean, I think it's a a cool idea, a different take, like I said. But, uh, you know, hopefully it works out for them as they're trying to figure out, you know, what they want to bring to to the fans and, and it is true like the, the the indie scene has changed a little bit has gone gone through some changes um so you know uh that's you know what we focus on here just local scene and the independent wrestling so uh it's cool to to see somebody trying something different they're de- yeah they're definitely separating themselves from the pack in a different way i think like every promotion we talk about this on this podcast all have strengths all have things they can improve on and uh, why try to be another, yeah, why try to be another indie that just runs every month? You know, I'm not saying, and I want to point out that, that this doesn't mean that like the shows that do run every month are low quality, they're not. But like, why try to do the same formula and try to outpace someone doing the same formula when you could just do your own formula is kind of what we're doing. Absolutely. And I, and I thought it was cool. You said that uh, up front, right? Talking about um, different promotions selling out consistently over the last couple of months right so we definitely saw um somewhat of a of a dip into like like post pandemic and people getting back into you know going to shows live and all that i feel like we're so like still you know that's still around a little bit but like we kind of put that behind us 
and it, it feels like like it's at least for us here locally in Chicago, it's kind of ramping up and, and getting to that uh, steady level again of consistent sellouts for for different promotions, not just one. Yeah, this I think 2023 it felt like it, and, it, and these were returned, but like the the first quarter of 2024. It it has is like been lit on fire by different things happening in the indies, mm-hmm. and it does feel like because we've made we're making so many plans to attend shows too, um, which some people listening might laugh or laugh at that, but it <laughs> does feel like remember when we had that like that 2017 2018 run where we were just going to like a multiple at least two everything. shows a month everything <laughs> like it's. I'm not saying we need to get that. We'll never it was get very, that. Uh, that I mean, Callahan style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we'll never get back to that point. But this quarter has felt like, oh, shit, this. Oh, shit, this. Oh, shit, this. Oh, we got to go here. We got to go here. We got to go here. And that's what like 2018 felt like to us. Yeah. So it's rich, true, goodly and truly back, I think. I mean, and so I, I have to say this, too, right? Like, I think within this is this. These, when, when this gets uh, pushed live, like we're officially seven years in the podcasting game here, Charlie. Like, you know, like we've seen ups and downs, COVID, post COVID, as, uh, se- as, as of the uh, 17th, right? Or six? Uh, I believe day? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17th, I think. Uh, uh, it's when uh, we recorded our, our first, um, you know, podcast episode. I think you um, and the original two heels on a face crew recorded a bit earlier than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I still, I still think that's a good date to put as mm-hmm. like our anniversary day. You're in my anniversary. Day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> At the Chuck Colorado compound. Yeah. Yeah. What a, that's great. Honestly, it's so super like, and I meant that when I said it, like sometimes we have gotten in a rut, mm-hmm. but like super proud of these seven years, man. So hats off to you. And I'm just really glad we met each other and got to do this and continue to do this. And we evolved it with, with the times, right? Like we, we talked about it before several times where we had to record in person. We made it a thing for so yeah. long until we couldn't. Right. right. And, uh, and I was like, I was really proud of that. Like being able to like, you know, sit with you for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes more, depending on how many beers were left over at the table after the end of the podcast <laughs> But uh, we did that for you know we you know on a weekly basis for for so so long True. until you know everybody had to adapt the virtual world due to the reality of of the world we live in. But I mean, shit. In the time we try to bring that back, it didn't work out so great for us. <laughs> Sorry, Carter Hernandez. And, uh, uh, I like they made a good. College. I like that they keep making a joke out of it because that that makes shows me that they're like. They're not truly mad. They have a sense of humor because yeah, that's all you can yeah, do about sure. that situation is just laugh. So that's great. Well, but more to come. More to come for sure. Um, looking forward to uh, Warrior. Uh, we have you know freelance ahead of us. Ego, um, Ego's promotion. Um, you know they're they're running a show upcoming, so we'll definitely be talking about that. Hell yeah. Um, a lot again, new things right coming up into the the indie scene. So yeah, I. I I think like we embrace when we t- had a conversation earlier in this year and I think we just kind of embrace the strategy that Steve and Eric have done where it's like when it comes to this podcast, let's try to do things that are new and interesting and exciting and that we care about. 
like talking about ego show first show. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's released some videos on it too, which also like make me want to ask him more questions about it. I think that's a really cool thing to record about. So like, we're going to be doing that and that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. So yeah, let's, uh, you know, not just record for the sake of recording, but record when we feel like we have a little meat on the bone and that we want to do it. So. Yeah. And, and we're open to, to ideas. So if any of the listeners out there have, have any suggestions or, or things that you want to share with us, we're, we're open ears. Yeah. Sure. We got the, we got to, we got to figure out what the buffet bracket. Buffet ideas. brackets coming up. Um, People like the the trivia episode with Steve and Trent, so we might have to plan one to upcoming in the. Upcoming we got to do another show. trivia episode soon. I think we're the the the. I had the we had the freelance idea down where it was like, I think it was um, crap. Who were we talking about? It was a handicap two versus one in a handicap match, and James is the one, and then two juice and someone else. Right, that's the idea we had. Or did I? Have yes. No, I, I think you're right. Who do we talk? I can't remember who do we talk to, but but yeah, we had that idea of the the handicap. Let uh, me trivia match. Let me look. Oh, it was James at, versus Two Juice and D Ray in that trip. There you go, D Ray. Shout out to D Ray. Yeah, how could we forget? So uh, we I, we got to do that too. That'll be a fun one because anytime those three guys are in the room, they just bicker. Especially Two Juice and James, they bicker like husband and wife. And then D Ray will be the maybe the child that got that uh, is getting torn apart in the divorce between those two. So for sure. So you know, good things. Hopefully, good things coming up in the horizon. Um, but yeah, man. Cheers to to uh, to the seven years of doing this. Cheers to wrestling, cheers. trying different things. You know, absolutely. And wrestling being a buffet. Clink. Wow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Good episode. See you guys all at or whoever's going to to Warrior. You know, you, yeah. you have to be there. Take care. Two is on face.com for everything. And uh, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Viva La Chico. Hashtag Viva La Chico. We haven't Viva La Chico in a while. We haven't Viva La Chico in a while. We got to continue to Viva La Chico. Let me find the It should be here somewhere. But it is not. But find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There you <laughs> go. That's two heels and face. There you go. That's a good closing. All right. All right.